What's up, everybody? My name is Carl Markowski, and you are listening to the Play On Podcast. Thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paint Ball. Y'all heard me talking about the Magic Mike over there making headbands and headgear for everyone out there. If you're in the market for headgear, I, I really, really encourage you to go over to uh, Charm City Paintball on Facebook or Instagram. But this guy, he's a real deal, man. He makes some amazing headbands. More and more people are, are kind of jumping on the uh, the Charm City bandwagon. I'm telling you, everything that he makes, it holds up. It ages really well, if, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I like it when when everything has a nice even fade and the fabric is still strong. He uses all genuine fabric, uh, all nice heavy duty, nothing's thin. It's not also too thick or stiff or anything like, you know, it has a nice, a nice uh, weight to it. And um, right now he has a bunch of uh, Gucci patterns, some Louis Vuitton patterns, and he's just, he's just killing it over there. And he does such a great job. He's such a nice guy. And he, he puts his, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and tears in these things, and uh, and you can tell the quality is amazing, and every run that he makes, they're all a limited run, so everything that you get is pretty much, you know, one of ten maybe. Uh, otherwise, he makes you know sometimes less than that. So uh, he's he does a great job. Mike is, is an awesome guy. His product is amazing. Make sure you check him out. Charm City Paintball on Instagram as well as Facebook. We are also brought to you by Melovio. Melovio is a CBD company and they have been uh, they've been working with me and I have had nothing but uh, success so far with with CBD and, and especially come from uh, come from Melovio. They have this salve that I've been using on my knees, that I've been using on my lower back. I sound like such an old man right now, but I'm telling you that it, it has been really, really working for me. I have, I have been having some knee pain uh, for the past few months, and I've been, been using their, um, I believe it's the 250, um, but that salve I've been using, and and my, uh, my mom's been using it on her hands, and you know, there's multiple people I have had try it and they've come back to me and said that it that it's worked and you know, it's it's I and there's no there's no THC there's nothing in it like that and uh, and you really have to do kind of the research yourself melavio.com has all of that information on you if you're curious about CBD but they have a, a whole page kind of telling you what it is but uh, but not only is their product awesome, the company is is awesome as well. They have a program right now where they have a, a honey product, and that is all made locally, and that is involved in a PTSD uh, program for veterans to help them kind of recover from that. And 100% of the proceeds go back into that program. So that's their honey program. It, it it's doing amazing stuff. I mean, it's it's promoting local, um, uh, a local business as well as helping out the veterans uh, on that side with their PTSD. I, I think it's a great cause. I think that uh, that they're doing great stuff over there, and they're coming out with new product all the time. Uh, my wife just told me that they came out with a uh, a chapstick that she wants to try. So uh, they have everything that you can think of. I like the I like the breast spray. Cause you get that that field 
you get that field breath whenever you're at the field for so long. If you don't have gum, like I'm a gum chewer, if you don't have any gum or if you don't have anything to kind of keep that paintball breath from kicking, they have a, a breath spray that uh, that you use. But but yeah, they all the products are great that I've used so far. I, I highly recommend them. Please check them out. That's Melloveo, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O, um, and uh, dot com. And they also have uh, all the, the social media platforms. But... For the listeners listening, you can get 15% off your entire order if you type in capital T-P-O-P at checkout. So it's a special little thing for all the uh, all the listeners out there. I appreciate it. And Melaview, thank you so much for, uh, for, for being a part of this. And uh, last but not least, we are brought to you by Push Paintball. You all seen them out. They've been in the game for a little bit uh, as far as uh, a, a product goes for a few years now. But the guys behind the, you know, the magic curtain have been in the game forever. And they know what paintball players like. They know the uh, the ins and outs of the product industry for paintball. And they have been, they've been killing it. Honestly, I, you know, I'll be, I'll be genuine. I was kind of, not that I was skeptical, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, let, let's see. Um, let's see what they come out with. Let's see what they have. And off the Batman, they hit a home run with their bag line and these Unite goggles that uh, my good friend Chris Lasoya sent me over uh, a pair. And, you know, I I wore them for the first time. Uh, I wore the goggles for the first time at the ICC here uh, this past few months ago. And I'll tell you what, I was surprised. I was honestly surprised. I mean, the... The comfort level of these things, along with the design and the sleekness that it it kind of conforms to your face, uh, the ridge of the nose for the padding is adjustable. The the it's got soft ears. It has the design itself. I've really grown on uh, on liking it, and the more and more I look at it, the more and more I I wear it and I play with it. I it's <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a very very cool goggle. I, I really highly suggest you guys check them out. Um, that's Unite or not Unite. Uh, the goggle is Unite, but uh, it's PushPaintball.com and, uh, and and give the goggles a check. Also give the bags a check too, man. They're killing it in the bag game. I have a, a duffel bag of theirs and it is it's high end. The big zippers and it fits everything. I mean the, the duffel bag I could probably use as a, a gear bag. But I don't want to get that thing dirty. That's really nice. But anyway, um, thank you to Push Paintball and um, everybody over there involved in uh, keep pushing out awesome product. And uh, and yeah, it's it's cool goggle, man. I'm 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 gonna enjoy I'm gonna enjoy using it. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, this episode is with uh, Nick Weirich, and he was a Tipman Effect or is a Tipman Effect uh, alumni. And he also is involved in the 10-man mechanical uh, kind of resurgence that's going on. He is playing with a team called Thunder Horse, which has all Tipman guys on it except for one person, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and yeah, so he, I had a great time talking with him. Uh, he's from Ohio, so uh, we have a bunch of stories together. And, um, oh, also, before I forget, before I forget, my 
clinic that is happening this weekend will be happening at, let's see, I just had it up, at Extreme, uh, Extreme Paintball in Hatfield. So I know I've been saying that I was at going to be at OXCC and uh, I was just completely wrong. So <laughs> I will actually be at the Outdoor Extreme uh, Paintball Field in Hatfield. And if you guys have any questions, anything like that, you just give me a shout or talk to the field themselves. I will be making a post today. Um, and that's Hatfield, Pennsylvania for everybody out there. Uh, but um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, just let me know. I will be doing the clinic on Saturday only. Uh, the next day I will be at the Living, Le Living Legends uh, scenario game. So should be a fun weekend. And yeah, so sorry for the mix up out there. That's where I'm going to be Saturday, Outdoor Extreme Hatfield, and then Living Legends on, uh, on Sunday. So without any more talking for me to do, this is a long intro. But um, yeah, here is the, uh, the podcast with Nick Wyrick. Like that, yeah. I had to get the. Uh, are those all angels? Boys. Those all. Those are all angels on the on your right hand side. Yeah. So. Oh God. That's the 2000 LCD. Right below, we got the uh, 2000 dark LCD, a 2001 dark LCD, and the 2002 dark LCD. Dude, the darks were nasty. Oh man, they were my favorite. I don't know why though. I mean, like other companies like Adrenaline were actually doing cool things with them, and the dark was just kind of milling them. Like yeah. Adrenaline, you get you remember the like the air assist tubes that they had, and mm -hmm. all other. I don't know. I just remember Warp Sports being like the company. <laughs> Dude, they were they were nasty. Oh yeah, I, they're like my favorite. Yeah, that and. Avalanche, I thought they were kind of, they were like the paintball, like rock star, you know, like the rock stars of our time back then. It was awesome. Well, they had, what did they have? They had, uh, they had the angel, the dark angel. Did they do an, an impulse? I, I don't know if they did an impulse. I know they did a dark shocker, shocker. a dark SFT shocker. I know they had a dark Timmy, um, I think they made some prototypes for a DM4, but I don't think they ever got released. Yeah. That yeah. would have been sick. The Intimidator. Oh, yeah. Those were so sick. I had, a, I had an all-black Shock Tech one. That was pretty nasty. Those were my favorite, I think. Yeah. I spent so much money on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and back then, I think I spent like 12... I think I spent like 12, and back then... And this was what 2003, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that was that was a lot of money for a marker back then. Dude, when the, when those intimidators came out, though, they were they were like the best. You know, I I remember I had I had that black angel up there. Yeah. Before that intimidator, you know, and it shot it, it shot like maybe five pods at four <laughs> volts a second, you know, <laughs> and then you get that intimidator. And it screams. It shot like thirteen pods and yeah, fifteen balls a second. It's crazy, it was dude. Awesome. 
Grab uh, grab one of those those angels. Grab the. They're all the same. Are they all pewter except for the they're black one? Pewter. Obviously. Grab the. Uh, let's see. I'll grab all. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. You got you got angels up there. You have. Uh, shockers. It looks like. Maybe got, a geo. Uh, this is actually Farkas's shocker. It's got that H2K sticker on it. Uh, which I just got. I just got some of those in. I remember that. Actually, he gave me an H2K shirt. I don't know what happened to it, though. Nice. Yeah, so that's the the 2000. Oh, he's yeah. Off, I got all three of these off of one guy. Really? He was just trying to get rid of them. Yeah, he's, he like he finds them, and he like rebuilds them. And... Look at that feed neck. I know, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> there had to be something. There had to be something where they're like, the taller the feed neck, the you know the more straight of an angle the ball drops into the right. chamber well i think the idea was because they, they they use the gravity fed loaders still so if you yeah. had more on your stack you had less of a chance of having like a dry fire hmm. i think that was the idea but then your loader sticks up like a fucking gopher out of oh a... my god it's so bad <laughs> and then so if, if you put that high rise on an impulse oh, which right? was already you know, a foot tall. Your gun was taller than it was long. Mm-hmm. There's the 2001. This one I don't think has ever been shot. That's when it kind of started getting that warped look to it, with the you yes. know, with the W and yes, or the ball sack. However you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> the 2002. See, that's the one that I remember with the kind of the flameish thing on the back, and then the yeah. ribbed the rib chamber. Is that a call? that's a chamber block, right? Is what they call it. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, it just popped up right there. Who was I just talking to? I think I was talking to Zach, or not Zach, but um, uh, Zapanis. I just did a podcast with him. I think I was talking about how the angels used to hear him when, like, whenever they would, uh, the bolt would stick forward, and you oh, got yeah. that, and you had to fucking oh, yeah. shove a shove a straight <laughs> shot in there and like push it back, and hopefully a ball's not in the chamber. You got to tip it upside down and like. I've seen so many people do that. You had to have a a straight shot. Yeah, a a straight, a um, a stick, like a wood stick straight shot, because the pressure was like, what would make it do that? Well, I think that. Well, so I think it happened when it chopped the ball. So if it chopped the ball and then it was stuck the shell, it it caught the shell. The bolt stuck in the breech, and then that kept the valve open, so Mm. it's just constantly leaking air. That was paintball technology, and, and I see. Is that a? Um, that's the IR. Is it IR three? It was what they were called. The the ain't the black one down there in the this corner. Thing? Yeah. This is an A one. This oh, is like the most. Recent. I'm an idiot. Yeah, these are pretty cool. Dude, those shot halfway decent. These shot really good. There, I thought they were really underrated. It was just, I think, by that time, people were kind of done with angels. Were they still kind of heavy though? This is super light. Yeah. It's super light. It's kind of it kind of feels weird in your hands though. It's it's like the angle of the grip. It, when you look down the barrel, it almost feels like you have to tilt the gun up to shoot it straight. Huh. You know who I remember shooting those um, was Arsenal. Yes. And that team Arsenal was that team was cool. I th- I feel like that one a team had like this kind of swagger to it. I feel like that was Arsenal. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, they had uh, Arsenal. That was. Uh, Marcus Nielsen and Jason Andre and JC Whittington. JC Whittington, yeah. Yeah. I can't. They were tough. 
I can't even think of who else was on there. But I know, dude, there were some killers on that team. That's fun. They played all, yeah, they play, I think they played all the way up until Angel went under. They were one of the teams that I played against when I was playing on Tipman Effect still that I got to fuck up a little bit. Like I went, <laughs> I went pretty far down the field and I got to, I, I, it was, I forget what tournament it was. Maybe it was Denver. Maybe it was Denver, and it had, they, it's when they had the big car, car washes in the middle, and like oh, the, yeah, they had the mirrored right. car washes, and I just went to their car wash, <laughs> and just and that was fun, dude. So what else? What else you got up there? You got um, is that a warped cocker or is that a die cocker? Oh, let me show you the cocker. We're probably gonna go through every single one. So <laughs> besides like that, besides that auto mag down there, that was not very cool. I got that one <laughs> thinking I could build it, and I just never did. That Do you know who loves up. those things? Are um. Uh, Manny. I think it's Manny Franz. I think his last name's Francia. Manny Francia. Manny Francia from uh, Asylum. I, yeah, yeah. Um, does he play for Asylum now? Well, he was playing Ten Man. I don't know what Ten Man team is playing for. I can't remember the team name. But he, he then he used to play with um, he used to play with the AfterShock. He. That sounds put, right. Yeah, I played with AfterShock. I think that was when they. I think that was the two thousand. Was it two thousand three that they won? World Cup or something? I I can't remember. I'm terrible with memory. Uh, paintball memory. 2003. That 2003 would have been my first year with Titman. 2002 was the uh, Psalm Sniper event. Hmm. I still I don't think I broke into tournament scene at that time. I I, I mean, on paper. I I I kind of kept up with everything, and you know I was I was the whole you know kid at the in the pro shop like wanting to touch every fucking gun. So I was probably like thinking about it now. Um, you know I I felt bad for uh, everybody who worked at the indoor who was behind the counter, like Aaron and yeah, and because I was one of those kids who ha- who had to touch everything. But I oh, think. Yeah. I think that was the thing that kind of helped me become obsessed is by having a pro shop like that and being able to just every fucking day that I didn't have anything to do, I just wanted to be there and surround myself with paintball stuff, fiddle with shit and and touch things. And, you know, and, and I think that's what that's what helped me become immersed in this fucking oh, world. Yeah. You know, and if and, I recall correctly, Toledo Indoor had like couches and lounges and Oh yeah, dude, we made it we made it our own as as much as we could, but it was <laughs> yeah. it was this whole kind of ecosystem that that produced some really good paintball players and um but the the environment of just the friendship and wanting to just, you know, fucking play paintball and yeah. and just be around people who had the same mindset, I think was 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 huge in my you know, paintball career and direction of where I wanted to go. Yeah. It's sad to see those places like that go away. You know, I, I know retail in general is taking a big hit with the internet, but you know, you don't yeah. really see too many paintball stores really anywhere. Which sucks. I mean, it's yeah. And, and if it is a pro shop, it's not really like, it doesn't seem like a hangout spot, which well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know there is, still you know the hangout spots of like there's some the fields that have really nice pro shops that are doing well that have a lot of people going in there and and just hanging out but i think the multiple fields with multiple pro shops is gone i mean every it's really kind of dwindled down i feel yeah 
Yeah, and then around here, there's not. We've got. I'm fortunate. I live right by Level Up. I'm in Columbus. Yeah, dude, they've that. got a great field, but you know, I mean, they've got a stacked crow shop, but it's still. Shout out to Pando though, for oh, just, yeah, he's, he's killing it down there. down there. Yeah, it's so, yeah, he's got that good field. He he hosts some great events. Farkas and I just went down and uh, did his big game last weekend. Oh, it was so fun! It's so fun. I have. I have just as much fun at big games, just running around like an idiot as I do at tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing one. Uh, I'm playing one next weekend. Where are you going? The Living Legends one. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty. I'm, I'm doing a clinic. Actually, I have to. Um, I have to set the record straight. I'm not. Where did I, where did I say I was? I did. Wherever I said I was going to be for the. Uh, let's see. For the clinic on Saturday, I'm not going to be there. I'm actually going to be in Hatfield, the OXCC in Hatfield. Um, yeah, so he's going to go do a clinic and then head to the field and do a big game. Yeah, so the so Saturday I'm I'm doing the clinic and then uh, the next day I am doing the the big game. Uh, yeah, that that's fun. I remember here. going to uh, Tipman versus the World when Jesse and I had just got on on the team and Garber's just bought as much paint as we wanted. <laughs> remember, Dude, you can't I'll never forget. Oh, it was so crazy. I mean, and we were shooting Titman, so we couldn't shoot a, a, that much, but I remember Jesse right. carrying out like 22 pods and then he takes like three steps and it gets shot in the face. See, <laughs> I played one. I think I played, I think it was Titman versus the world with Farkas and it was fun. But there was a time to where it was like, you mean I can't, I can't kill the, I can't kill the tank by just blowing the dude's head off. That's like standing right. up and right. Yeah. Is there a way that can you still hear me? If you, I feel like I can hear myself through. Yeah. Am I coming through your laptop? You're coming through my headset. Through your headset. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I was coming through the laptop too, or you whatever you have me on. I got a little bit of echo. Yeah, sorry, but I don't really know a lot about this audio stuff. That's all right, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I gotta find I gotta find this where I'm gonna be. But I'm pretty sure it's uh the OXCC in uh, in Hatfield. So is it has it Hatfield? See, places I've never been to is really tough for me to remember. Like I've been to OXCC. They had a MPPL the event there one time, but I don't. God, yeah. For the life of me, I don't remember where it is. God, Jason's gonna kill me. <laughs> I can't. I keep fucking fucking it up. Where I'm gonna be and what I'm. Gonna be. <laughs> so it's like too much to do. Ah, uh, dude. Man, I can't. I can't even find it now. But I'll I'll find it and fix it in the ads. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> dude, I have so much on my mind. Like whenever I do these things, there I, I obviously have like some sort of an agenda. Not a, maybe not even an agenda. Maybe just like kind of some questions I want to go over in my head like I'll write them down and it's really only a list that's maybe three to five uh subjects long sure but um but other than that it's more like fucking winging it like like I still want to talk about all those markers on your fucking wall <laughs> yeah. and and talk about those so it's um yeah so let's let's get back to what 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 was it that you grabbed you grabbed the the die cocker I got some cockers for you yeah so I got this off of eBay I always wanted an electronic cocker and I never had one yeah I just got this for a steal, so I kind of I kind of had to have it. I've never actually shot it. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. 
right? Because I, um, I got rid of everything as far as markers go. I've got rid, I got rid of everything except for an Emac. That's yeah, you're I like have. the opposite of me. <laughs> That's all I. Well, I was looking at it and I was like, man, you know, I have them. You know, I'll shoot them. Like even that that splash aftershock one that I had, I was like, every single one, the, the tiger stripe. Uh, LVR, I got rid of everything because I You've thought had about some it. Sick markers, dude. I I really enjoyed all everything that I had. I, not that it, it's not that I didn't want them. The whole right. reason I got rid of them is because um, I felt like some if somebody else wanted and wanted to enjoy them and use it and have it not sit and collect dust, I'd rather have that. Even because I have pictures of me using it, I have all the, sure. I have the art, I have the templates, I have all this stuff, and I have pictures that I can show, you know, my kids. But I mean, I don't have to have the physical thing because then it's right. just going to become this paperweight that I hang on the wall or or just have whatever. And if somebody else can enjoy it and use it, I would, I would much rather have that. And I think that's why, I, why I did it. Yeah, dude, I completely get that. I mean, look at all these. I use, <laughs> I think I use my shocker and I use my lux sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, if I play, it's usually mechanical, and I use that that CVO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what what uh what what cocker is that? This guy right here. Ooh, this is that PNP Caesar Piso special cold yeah. fusion. No macro line. No mat. Well, I don't have a a bottom line on it. Not even a bottom line. Yeah. Caesar's actually remaking the super cocker right now. He's made a. Have you seen those? He's made a. Uh-uh. I think almost ten of them. Yeah. Guy, people are interested to go to Super Cocker 2020 on Facebook. He's doing them just like he used to. He's, it's funny. Yeah. It's almost like he had a batch of parts sitting for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's getting everything really like remilled. And I always liked his guns. I remember seeing him in magazines and just thinking, "Oh my god, that that's what I want." <laughs> Dude, I've always been too just OCD about cleaning my guns and shit. And an auto cocker was a nightmare for oh me my God. because I like tin- I like tinkering with shit so it's like I don't think sure. it was an issue of that but it was like just cleaning it and I, I think that's why I kind of steered away from it because like I don't want to f- I clean my stuff after every practice and yep. you know now with the emac I don't have to clean it as much it's it's a rental marker but shoots just as fucking good as you know any I think shoots as good as any marker out there it does. It absolutely does. Yeah. I've, I've got one over here too. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. got a CS2 bolt in it. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. But I was yeah, like, man, they're great. yeah, I'm like, I, I just can't. I can't do the autocockers. I never got into them. I mean, and now I feel like yeah. they're even the lightest ones. I feel are just too heavy, and there's just kind of a, there's too much going on for me um, to just enjoy it. Yeah. Because even with the L, even with the LV ones and shit, like I liked, I've shot early on. I shot an Intimidator, but then you know the LV one, <coughs> excuse me, the LV ones came along, and I didn't mind that bolt movement. I think I thought it was kind of cool, but when you have, I like it, yeah. Once you have this whole block moving towards your face, and you have to pull it, a, you have to pull the slide trigger a certain way, or you're gonna short stroke it, which I did constantly. Which ne- <laughs> that never helped my case. I don't want to even, like, yeah. switch over and shoot them. So, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so funny you mentioned that, though, the the back blocks. I played a, a mech tournament with Colby Gallagher. It was the first mech tournament I ever played that I had. I, I took out an autococker. And I'm, I'm like, getting shot, or I think I'm getting shot. And, you know, I'm looking around like, what, what, the, what the hell's going on? And I'm hitting myself in my mask with my back block. I don't even know. You know, it's like I've shot a cocker, but it's been so long. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even know what's going on. 
<laughs> yeah, so I funny. can't do it. Yeah, they're fun. So what else? So, yes. so those are uh, so got. Let me show you the Emacs since we're on Emacs. Yeah, let me see that nasty. So is that the PAL version? Uh, yeah. I don't think the. I mean, the PAL probably. I'll never use it, but I think it's an ingenious design. Yeah. You know, you stick that on there, and 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 I think that's a big part about getting people to play more. If you've got a cool rental gun to use, and like these guys aren't shooting these these guns that like you can't if you can't shoot straight people aren't going to have fun mm-hmm. these if your field has these you're going to have fun yeah well here was yeah, this so here's my here sorry to cut you off but um my theory on the the whole emac and the tipman thing like i think people i think people had fun regardless because they didn't know better like it's not like it's not like they expected they they showed up as a first timer or even a second timer or whatever and showed up expecting this rental marker that they're getting from the field to just shoot, you know, ropes, right? Just sure. just darts. So but what I think is now you put something like that where the ease of use is so much better, the the, the pull is so much smoother and it's light and it's not this whole conglomerate thing of a tank that the 98s were and, and have worked great for years. But this whole switchover, um, I think it's just going to make the, you know, the user experience so much better. Oh, it's going to be so much better. And these yeah. people are going to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this thing and, and this, I don't know if you can see, but the, the bodies are plastic. Oh, yeah. So can you see I kind of cut a bunch of that off? Yeah. It's got that, that milling in there. And then I... I did that old Tipman Effect special with the rattle can spray paint. <laughs> I was wondering what that was or how I you mean, did that. Yes, that spray paint. It's funny. I remember spray painting everyone's Tipmans back in uh, 03 or whatever. Yeah, Big old I had, po- uh, pink polka dots. I had Aaron do mine, the uh, LT gray one. Oh, yeah. I, I still remember have that. LT still, I should bring that over here. That that thing was sick, and orange is my favorite color on a gun. So oh, it's so nasty, dude, and it shot so, it shot so good. A double trigger manual, and has That's never all been they anything else. Use. Yeah, and I was, remember Bill wouldn't let us have e bolts. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to get into. I'm going to get into Titman effect and kind of growing up in that uh, in, in that kind of framework. But let's go through some more of those markers because you have you have, sure. you have a wallpaper full. <laughs> Of, so uh so that was your emac so on the bottom left you have uh let's see that's the the mag yeah i got that auto mag that's nothing special is that uh, the tipman is that the tipman one above that above uh, the mag no i got an intimidator above that i got a clone gti that's, an intimidator? Above that. that's one of the newer ones dude this thing's sick i'll be grabbing <laughs> this thing i took this thing to a big game I shot six cases that day. Oh, is that the field one? Yes. Well, yeah, it's a G6R Intimidator, the field one. I think they're still making them. But, dude, I can't carry enough paint to shoot a tank. Really? I carry a 77. I was carrying 15 pods, and I, I couldn't I, I couldn't empty my tank out. So that's like the ultimate big game gun. That's that nasty. I like that color, that matte black. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. I had a red to black fade 2k2 back in the day i was never big on the gloss finish or the like the fade finish i always like the matte colors and the solid colors just because i like putting stickers on shit and like kind of making it making it that way 
you don't see that anymore. Everyone, I remember a lot of people would just cover their guns and stickers. You couldn't even see the anno. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> awesome. So you got, uh, let's see. All right, yeah, you got the brown shocker, the duty brown, right? Or is that orange? Uh, uh, I got the the one right above the mag. Mm-hmm. That's a clone GTI. Oh, God, they all look Mac the same. Dev. Yeah, they're those actually i've you know i've seen people a lot of people shoot those and said they like those this is probably one of the straightest shooting guns i've ever had really super clean yeah but but i think the only and i think they fixed this recently i had to get the manual out to figure out how to put this bolt back together (laughs) there's at least 20 parts on it yeah so a lot of a lot of maintenance issues the first thing i did whenever i got a new marker even if it was a uh, a, a newer version of like the same the same marker that i shot for a few years i would still tear it down as soon as i got it home brand new tear it down <laughs> look in look at the manual see if there's anything different and then rebuild it and put it back together. yeah oh yeah make it your own you mm-hmm. got to yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fun oh what else do you want to see i got a couple luxes i see I those shockers we got a splash lux down there at the yeah bottom. it's a lux lux x lux ice let me grab those I'll just grab all my smart parts guns. So which one do you use the most? Most I use my Shocker CVO. That's because we really only play mechanical anymore. Right. And this thing, I know you're an EMEC guy, but this thing is so fun to shoot. That's what I hear. Yeah, I mean, and I can shoot like, I hate, you know, we come back from the day of uncapped semi or 15 ramping. Right. So this 10-2 stuff is silly. This gun I can shoot probably at least 13 balls a second nice yeah man this thing's so fun i almost prefer this to my lux i just need my shit to be accurate that's all i want i just want accuracy i'm more about accuracy before volume right yeah and i think that i think i can shoot that gun way faster than the emac but i think the emac might be a little bit more accurate yeah well i yeah I'll, i'll probably shoot a cvo just to like uh try it yeah, try it. You might like it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I can say it's that so now. Fun. Since I'm <laughs> yeah. not not Free. saying that, no, but I mean, and the thing is, I'm not like praising the Emac because I, you know, used to shoot Eclipse. I'm, dude. It's just a fucking nasty marker. Dude, yeah, I get it. I have one. You know, I got. Mm-hmm. It's so fun, and I don't have crappy guns on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You got a little bit of everything up there. Uh, yeah, I, I I like them. I'm just a fan. A fan of the guns. I never shot a Lux. Well, actually, I dinked around with the Lux. I never shot one like in a in a mat in a game, even in practice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 really small, and you know I'm five four, so I need a small gun, and so they just kind of fit me. I was never a fan of the uh, CS ones because I felt like it was a, a big guy's gun. Kind of bulky. Yeah. It and not just that it's just a little bit longer, and then I know they had the uh, the grip frame at a little bit more of an angle. So it was like kind of girthy my... too. Like the grip frame is kind of girthy. I feel. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that part. It's just when I when I shouldered it, it it was too far. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I had to kind of put the tank on my shoulder. And I absolutely hate that. Yeah. But yeah. Do, do the luxes kind of feel like a ninety eight? Like as far as distance goes between the foregrip and the. Not, dude. Not, not at all. Yeah. No? I mean, here, here's my X. Look at that. It's like a. Look at like a finger. I can't do that. I could never. I couldn't do the thumb underneath the reg. Really? Yeah. Over the barrel, you go over the barrel. I go over the barrel. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I had more of a, a more of an ability to pull my loader, like one way or the other. Well, yeah, you know that makes sense. You're more towards the center of gravity of the gun, you know, whipping it around. Yeah. Not like 
Yeah. In and out. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. A, I'm not a weirdo. That's my my new Lux X. That's pretty nasty. Came out. Yeah. This thing's really sweet. It's the bolt almost looks like a like an IV core, mm-hmm. like Planet Eclipse used to do the uh, in the Geo 3.5s, I believe. Yeah, this thing's really sick. This is my probably my favorite one. That you don't but shoot. I don't, that I don't really shoot. <laughs> it, well, it's tough, you know, because like if I go, we like the APPA has kind of ruined local tournaments. Yeah. For me, I mean, I never played at the level you did, but even like every tournament now, they want like D four players. So you can have one D three player. Like mm-hmm. I can't play any any of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you never try really... to enter a tournament under a different name. <laughs> can you do that? I'm going. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm just going to grow a giant mustache and just enter in as Floral Blarkowski, and I'm, not, I'm never going to take my mask off. And I'm just going to like. I'm not going to go crazy on the field. I'm just going to go fucking play paintball. Yeah, just like let me use my let me use my mech gun or something. Jeans I don't know. and a hoodie and an e mech. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let me grab a. I got one of the old luxes too. Well, not really old. This is the Lux Ice. They, they look, look identical. The same. They, I was gonna these, say they just look. Yeah, these the actually same. are like this. They are the same. I think they got the same body. The mm. bolt's just different. So like, they really are the same. Is the feed neck shorter on that one? Uh, or are they the same? I dude, I think they're the same, man. It's 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 funny. Yeah. The the eye covers are magnetic on those, right? Yeah, man. It's kind of cool. Like this thing. So. You can see that the eye covers come right off tool list. What's really cool about this, the yeah, that pops right off. The bolt actually, or the uh, so the uh, grip frame actually comes off without any tools, also. Oh, gotcha. Which is, yeah, I kind of re- I really like that because I usually take my grip frame off every time I clean it. Yeah. Yeah, and with this man, I really. I think the only thing I needed is to take the this side of the grips off because I like to get those nice and clean too. Mm-hmm. Toothbrush. Toothbrush, yeah. Toothbrush. I use hot water. Toothbrush is the is the best kept secret for uh, cleaning your goggles, cleaning your marker, your barrel. Your barrel. Oh, the holes in the barrel. Yeah. So what I do is I take my I take my barrel, and I and I I tap a toothbrush for the holes. I tap that's it, a good idea. I tap it like that, and then I run a straight shot through it. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. And then you have like the super paintball nerds would be like, "You're gonna scratch the <laughs> the honing on the inside of the barrel, bro." <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, nah. I think you're it's good. Okay, toothbrush will be fine. Yeah. If it doesn't scratch your teeth, I think it'll be okay on aluminum. I always thought about doing a video, like a time lapse video, of me tearing down one of my markers all the way, and then putting it all the way all the way back together. That'd but be cool. I've, yeah. I just be, I came I became lazy and didn't do it. <laughs> and now I don't have anything to tear down except for <laughs> Emec, which takes two seconds. I could ship you one of these things. If you want a long one, you can tear down one of these angels. Mm. And those things are a pain in the tookish. Oh God. So what else? You got yeah. so you got a um you got a CS one up there, is that you said? Yeah, I got a CS one. Here I'll grab the rest. Ugh. We'll we'll finish nerding out about these markers and then we'll go to uh <laughs> and then we'll go to talking about Titman. This is my favorite part, man, the guns. Dude, I don't know how your wife or girlfriend lets you just have marker after marker. Uh well, I've had these for a long time. I've kinda 
It's not like I just bought them all. I don't think she likes it, but the basement is kind of mine, so I get to do. She never gives you like the the hey, you know what we could do if you sold one of those things instead of buying one. <laughs> well, you look. I mean, what I got like eighteen. That's a down payment for a house. <laughs> yeah, <there>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they always joke like if people come and rob me, they're gonna be taking the TVs. They're not gonna know the gold's downstairs on the wall. Dude, I'm like I respect the whole the marker collection thing because Drew Templeton has a nasty collection too. He but does. I'm I'm more about like, and I don't even really have that big of a jersey collection. But it's it's more of just like I'm kind of more of a of a jersey guy than I am like a a material guy or not a material like but a hard material. The jerseys just got more memories. These guns are just yeah. uh, I just you know I like guns. Mm-hmm. But you know, you probably have a story about every, you know, every one of those jerseys. I imagine. Yeah, just about. Just about. I just got some. I just got some new uh, infamous ones. I got to put up that I got from uh, from the ICC tournament. Yeah. So you're gonna play with them again? You think? I, uh, dude, I probably if if I could have gone or if I could, well, if I could have gone to Chicago this weekend and. If I could have gone, if I could go to World Cup, I'd probably play with them. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard though, man. Like just the time, the time that you need to do mm-hmm. all that is it's, it's hard. Yeah. And I know you have a family now. Like even even being gone one day, like if I have to leave and my son's awake, I I almost don't want to go. It sucks, <laughs> man. It yeah. sucks. And I know. like we know, like we like I like having my time, right? When when I get it, but it's become one of those things where I've like I've had my time since you yeah. know 2000 of you know of doing this and i feel like i still have maybe three three or so years left in me of my prime i would say to be able to sure. play um but it's just like i don't want to be any more selfish and you know i and, and i don't have like you said i don't have the time because world cup fuck it starts on starts on wednesday or actually thursday yeah so it's, know, it's even more time off of work that I just I cannot do because I literally don't have with with between the time I took off for uh, my daughter being born and then our family vacation and then the few sick days that I took because I was actually sick and then um, you know I just I don't have any fucking time left. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? And then you got the weekends before that you'd have to miss with family time. You know, my my big thing's family time. I got mm-hmm. a, a lot of vacation because I can never. I never find the the time to take off of work. I've always got stuff to do. Yeah. But just missing those moments with my family is just awful. I yeah. don't want to go to work every day because I feel like I'm missing stuff. I know, dude. <laughs> I, I feel the same, man. I do. Yeah, it's fun. So what those last couple that you got? Let me see the here. This is uh. Oh yeah, it's the Dynasty is, one. This is the Dynasty one. I like I said, I wasn't really a fan of the CS one, but I thought this was something special because it was. You know, I think this was Dynasty's last year with Eclipse, mm-hmm. and I don't think Eclipse has ever done a private mill for a team. They do those awesome graphics, but yeah, I think they did one for Excessive. Excessive was the first one. Yeah, they had the first ego. I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, but I uh, think that was all. That's all I remember. Yeah, you know what would make that marker sweet? An H two K, a red H two K sticker on the side of it. <laughs> Send one to me. I'll put it on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else do I got? Uh, this is nothing special. I actually got this. So this is funny. I got this uh, off of a buddy. They did uh, like these don't hold their price very well. But I believe this is one of Scott Kemp's final 
private labels. Yeah. Why like don't those hold his, their Why don't those hold their their I value? Think, honestly, I think just because they come out with one every year. You know, they've got a D, like, they've come out with a DM four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, right. ten. They're nice guns. You know, they've got that giant screen. Yeah. Kind of cool. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a decent marker. I mean, oh, I've never I've never shot one, but I mean, as far as aesthetically, um, it's 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 pretty decent. Yeah, they're gorgeous, and I really like the UL frame. They've got that hourglass shape to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just I remember uh, like when the DM4 came out, like that was all people wanted to shoot. They were like cool back then. And yeah. I think they kind of lost some of their luster along the way. I don't mm. know. As they got better. I know. Seems silly. <laughs> yeah, looking back at that now, yeah, you, you, if like comparing a DM4 now back to like a, a comparable uh, Intimidator, mm-hmm. I feel like the Intimidators are so much better. But yeah. I, I, I had a DM4 instead. I don't know why. Yeah. But I really enjoyed like the 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 Matrix, like the Gen X Matrix and everything. The big ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those shots Gosh. are so smooth. They, but they were so big. Yeah. They were pretty fucking big. You think uh, 98 weighed more than one of those? No. Eh? I bet. I don't know. They were close. probably on par to be the same weight. I feel. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That, that's funny. What else do I got? Oh, I got another Cocker. So this is one of those. Uh, this is an Oh, an Inception, design. right? Yeah. Uh, I, I really like the, the super Cocker nerds really hate on the Inception stuff. I, really? And I can't find out why. Because I think this is probably the best cocker that I've ever shot. It's a fucking auto cocker. It's it's an auto cocker and it's actually light. It's so light and uh, he's I don't know. Simon is just a, a brilliant engineer. He's done a great job to fix. You know, like you always have those uh, like random maintenance issues with auto cockers. Like mm-hmm. the, the uh, cocking rod loosens up and uh, the ram lug loosens up. Like he's fixed all that stuff on here. So. Hmm. If I were to shoot a cocker in a tournament, it'd be this. Nice. Shout out to Inception. Didn't uh, didn't Tippin? Tippin kind of came out with something that was that was like the whole Emac and um, the the whole what it what the hell was it called? I got one right here. Yeah, that thing. Crossover. So why didn't Tipman I wonder crossover. why they didn't do that? Like push that towards a rental like version. Well, I think this retailed at like four hundred dollars, so I think they were trying to make it like a mid-level gun. the The cool thing about this was I don't know if you can see that switch there. Yeah, it went from electronic to mechanical mode. So it was like a you had, yeah. So it's actually a physical safety, which is kind of funny. But yeah, you had your safe mode, mech mode, and then electric mode. Huh. It's, it's pretty cool, you know. I don't think there's ever been another marker that's done that. No. But it just never took off, I, and I don't. I think I think it'd be tough for Titman to make like a mid-level gun because I mean, it's like the name Titman. That's beginner, beginner level stuff. You know, it's like trying to put like a like a Volkswagen in a, a Formula One race. You know what I mean? See, but I think they, I, I think Titman. I mean, I I'm, I'm not a businessman, and I, I don't know how deep they are in in the WalMarts and everything else's. But, but I mean. A 98 was the rental marker in the majority of the fields across the U.S. And maybe across yeah. the world, you would say. But with with Planet coming out with this this Emac, it's I think it's really kind of pushed out that 98. And if if I were 
if I worked for Tipman and I saw that come out, I'd be like, we need to engineer the shit out of something and, and to be competitive with this. Because it's just, with maintenance-wise and just with with everything that comes along with it, I mean, they really need to do something because I think Planet's going to be blowing it out of the water with this email. Actually, too. Yeah, and then, I mean, God, I wouldn't, or God Paintball has that end me, which is similar to the Emek. I'd say the Emek is much better. But, you know, there's even more competition for Tittman. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, mean, I still think Tittmans are probably way more durable. So, you know, I remember I remember Jesse, you know, being drunk when we were really young and being out in the parking lot, like spiking his 98 into the floor, Jeez. picking it up and shooting it. You know, yeah. there's just you can't do that with anything else. Right. You remember that uh, there was an ad. It was Tittman Tough, and then it had like one of those uh, – concrete rollers those big machines mm-hmm. it was rolling over a 98 and it had the imprint in the wheel i feel like that probably worked <laughs> like they yeah. probably actually did that <laughs> yeah so what's um let's let's kind of talk about your career a little bit like how uh you know how you found paintball and you know the the direction of where it took you and how you how you got on tipman and what that was uh that whole kind of man yeah program so was like my, for you it's funny my i know everyone starts at a, a birthday party but mine was actually my cousin was doing a film in high school and he was doing like a Vietnam reenactment. He needed some little guys to play, uh, the Charlie. <laughs> and so we were, uh, uh, he, he picked us up. It was me and my cousin and we, he, yeah, he drug us out. It was actually to a junkyard and gave us uh, a Tipman pro light. And, you know, these guys had, you know, 98s and F four illustrators and the shake mm. hoppers we actually uh, just ran around the uh, the junkyard shooting each other, which in retrospect was probably a horrible idea. Right. You know, running around a junkyard when you're 10 years old. No but face God, protection. But God, it was fun. <laughs> we did have goggles. Oh, okay. Uh, it, was the, uh, it was the Brass Eagle, Brass Eagle something, but it was just like a just like a lens and then like a piece of like soft foam that covered like your whole head. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah, man, so I, I started doing that. And then, uh, you know, I, I was hooked. You know, I'd always done, like, the Nerf thing at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was already into, like, like shooting shooting people and running around. Um, so we found a local field called Mohawk Paintballs out in Jeromesville, Ohio. Did you ever go down to Mohawk? No. Probably I can't not. even recall the name. Yeah, I, I took Farkas and Menor down there one time. But, yeah, we played there for, I think I, I, think I was 10 years old. We played there till every weekend. So I was like 12, 13. And then uh, a guy, the, a truck driver for my dad was driving down uh, 70, 80 Turnpike. And he saw a little sign that said Great Lakes Paintball. I know you've heard of Great Lakes Paintball. I heard of Great, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was like an hour and a half north. So we just, you know, I loved it so much. We just drove up there one day, visited the store, said he had a field, and he was having a Young Guns tournament. So, uh we're like we never we, i didn't even know they had tournaments then mm-hmm. um so yeah i was uh i was still playing with my cousin and i had met jesse shawm at that field when we were like 11 years old i know you know jesse yep and uh so it was we entered that young guns tournament it was me ben and jesse and uh we met that at that tournament we met cody schmick drew hire and a guy named tony castle and uh it, we just blew through everybody except them mm-hmm. and we met them in the finals and we actually beat them 
So we took, we went to their field, took their young guns tournament away from them. And, and from there we kind of, you know, like, okay, there's six of, or there's three of you and there's three of us. Let's start doing some five mans. Cause the, the great lakes paintball offered five man tournaments also. And then, uh, it was crazy. You know, like who, that doesn't happen anymore. You've got six kids that are 13 years old, all playing at like a, not a high level, but like better than everybody else at the same age with the same passion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah, so we were we were called Wicked Intrusion, and Cody and Drew were called the Rabid Gophers. So we combined the two two teams, and we were the Wicked Gophers. <laughs> and and uh, we played uh, we played the OPPL five man uh, novice division. I think they had rookie three man, five man novice, and five man amateur. Mm-hmm. And we we just shit on everybody. I I, I don't know how. But it just seemed to happen the way. And and back then, like the the guys were mean. They did not like us coming in there and beating them. The old dudes. The old guys, yeah, yeah. so mean to us. Um, well, back then it was now, still an old and yeah, I'm thinking, uh, and not an old man's game, but like it was a it was a man man's game. You it know, absolutely was like these were hardened men. You know, like yeah. I, <laughs> it was like the first time I saw tattoos on people, and them they were like drinking beer and. <laughs> like swearing at each other and i yeah. like 13 years old i, I didn't see that before mm-hmm. yeah man we we did that for a while uh we did uh we won the young guns tournament iao i know the first year we did it was cody and drew and tony and then i played with two other guys i don't know why ben and jesse didn't do it but we got third the first year cody and drew got first and then the next year cody and drew were too old i think it was 13 and under and i was a year younger than them so the next year i actually won it with my guys and by that time, Cody and Drew were already playing on Titman, I think. They got there a little bit before I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I stayed at Great Lakes Paintball. It was great. Those guys were so good to me. They taught me, like, real fundamentals, you know, shooting. It seems silly now, but, like, shooting with your left hand. People yeah. didn't do that back then, and they really pushed that. And communication and just just gun skills in general, I think they really grinded that into me. I remember going, you know, like like I said, it was like an hour and a half north of my house. We'd go there during the week, and ha- and he would open his field up for us, and we'd have practice. Yeah. So just just doing that, that, that was great. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I stayed I stayed there for a while, and then uh, I wasn't getting any better there. You know, I, I was already better than everybody else at the field, and Cody and Drew and Jesse had already left. Um, that was right when Titman was splitting. So I think I'm not I, I'm not exactly sure what happened before I got there, but I know that was right when I think X Ball was taking off, and so like the two leagues split. That's right? when I and got then, it. Yeah. And then and the Titman team split in half. Mm-hmm. So the one the one side was like the seven man side was like I think Fatty, I think Tim was on the seven man side. Tim Trozen, Trozen, uh, Grant Butler. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think I think so, yeah. think and Chad Hitala. Yeah. So those guys, and then uh, the the X ball way went like uh, Bill Ayers, me, you, uh, Case Bolt, Jacob Stevens. Who else do I remember? I think that's yeah. I don't remember a lot. But yeah, so so those guys went that way, and I think Cody and Drew were playing. 
I think they played before the team split, and then they ended up going to the. Did they? No, I think they left before the team split. I thought they went to Vicious or something like that. They went to Vicious after Tipman, but I, I don't remember when. I never played on Tipman with those two. So yeah, yeah those two left. I. Yeah, those two left, and that was when they're like, "Well, you need to start going. You need to leave Great Lakes. You need to start going to Toledo Indoor." Right. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to do the next step. <clears throat> so I started going to Toledo Indoor, doing Young Guns tournaments there. And then uh, by then, Jesse was already on the team. He was on the X Ball squad. Uh, and Jet, like, I've been playing with Jesse since day one. So he was like, come on, I'm just going to bring you to practice until until they let you play with us. Yeah. <laughs> so I, just, I was just a strategy. kid. Like, and, and, you know, it worked. Like, I think someone dropped out and they're like, well, we need a guy. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'm right here. And I am, you know, I have zero responsibilities. You know, I'm 15 years old. <laughs> I'll yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Cause I remember too, cause we were having some guys, we were playing X ball still. And then we started playing seven man and the seven man team went pro with, it was like me, Flores, um, Rogie, and then big city, Chad rule, some of the old lockout guys. Yeah. That was in 2004, though. 2003, yeah. 2003 was the Expo year. Yep. Um, I played World Cup 2003 with Hitman. That was my first tournament with them. Did we play together? <sighs> we did. We did. We played in 2004, Expo. I'll never forget it because uh, LA04. Yeah. Case Bolt was the coach. Mm-hmm. And he had Carl thread the needle. You remember Carl and thread, yeah. thread the needle? Yeah. <laughs> like every point. Go through that X, get on the other team's Xbox. Mm. Yep, I yeah. remember that. And I'm a, it was yeah because we were playing the two leagues. We were playing. The I think two you, yeah, you played both both sides. You played seven man and an X ball. I wanted to play as much paintball as physically possible. And on top of that, I mean, it was cool playing with Tipman. Like, I don't know how the experience was for you, but for me, like, I just saw it as an opportunity, right? Because I. I I, I didn't know what else to do. I felt like I was so naive back then that I thought. It's not that I thought that I made it because, you know, with Tipman paying for everything and we were we were able to do all this shit and being around the Tipman trailer and in the Tipman trailer and everything. I, I just felt like I felt obligated to play my best because they were doing that for me. And Absolutely. Um, I had really it, it wasn't really a thought in my mind to be like try and go play for somebody else it was always like man i would i would love to go play for these guys and and be one of the best in the world but i want to be the best in the world on this team and and try and try and become the best player that i can be and it it was never like i was hunting for somebody it was really it literally until um i was moving out to seattle when i was like i'm gonna go yeah i'm gonna ask you know the naughty dogs for a tryout just sure. for the fuck of it, you know, and then that, yeah. then the whole excessive thing happened, and just by happenstance, really, because the amateur teams played the pro teams in seven man back then. So, dude, it was it was such a cool experience for me though, like the challenge of of playing these other teams that were using these markers and everything, and and really, I I think I only used an Ebolt version ninety eight for like a little bit of 04 in seven man. Because I remember putting a halo on it and everything, and oh, God. It, it was it was never like it was never it was heavy as fuck one, but two <laughs> I had never put like it was a standard stock emac. I was never big on any cheater boards or anything like that. It was always just fucking give me the stock stuff. I'll use the stock stuff and I'll just make it work. Um, 
but it was just the the challenge of it. It was frustrating as shit at times. Believe me, uh, which oh, yeah. you know. So it's like, oh, yeah. um, but it was it was so much fun, such a learning experience at the same time. It was, yeah, and and, and you're playing at you know you're playing with weights on almost, you know. Yeah. So like I feel like a lot of great players came out of that camp, and mm-hmm. I think it was definitely because you know we were we were the underdog every time, no matter what. Even if we had you know the best roster out there, we were still looked at as the underdogs. Like mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna we're gonna play those guys with Tippmans. This should be easy, right? But we weren't easy. We were good, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes, um, but yeah, man. And you're gonna laugh, but my favorite one was an I had an A5, and it had a it had a wasp board in it, and it had a wasp board. It had a it had a wasp board in it, and this thing it it was back that was back when people were using cheater boards like 22 balls a second. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that, but like I could get like 12, which was like way better than the six seven with my mechanical 98. <sighs> Dude, I hated the A5s with a passion. <laughs> When they told us, we were like, "You're gonna, you guys have to shoot these." I'm like, "Nope, it's <laughs> like not happening, man. This fucking thing, such the fucking you, the like, it even though it was probably like a tighter, no, you know, it wasn't a tighter marker than the 98 because the loader still kind of sticked out and everything. It was probably a lower profile, but it was just the it felt like shit in my hands <laughs> and I just I didn't like the whole cyclone feed and I I it would just put a bad taste in my mouth like right away and I was like no fuck this I'm using the 98 <laughs> and luckily yeah, they like let a... me they let me kind of pass it so yeah yeah I looked like a goober shooting it because like if you were coming out the right side like you, your your loader was just you know hanging out there's nothing you could do about it yeah. but that gun shut fast and it never chopped yeah so I, I mean it was uncomfortable for me. And for me, for me, like I have to be comfortable to be able to go and use it and perform, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. Because if, if, if I feel like too much of a fucking asshole with this marker in my hands, then I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't do it. I got to feel confident in my play and like in what I'm what is essentially an extension of myself. And if I don't have confidence in that, then my play is just going to it's going to show. I just got kind of used to not being comfortable with my gun, you know, because I, I was, we got them like little short baby arms. I am so short. So like my arms <laughs> what are, you, like, are so you're short. five, six, right? <laughs> I'm five, four. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and you like the tanks back then were longer. So I basically had to put the tanks in, and I'm 15 years old. So I was, I was oh, yeah. maybe five feet back then. Five if foot, I was, 90 like, pounds. Yeah, so like <laughs> I'm putting this bit like this giant rifle it basically in my armpit and then kind of like hunching over, mm. you know, trying to shoot. So yeah, I just being comfortable with my gun was never in the in, in my story. <laughs> so my so my 98. So I I also had I think it was a 15 or a 16 inch Freak Junior barrel. Oh my gosh, which yeah, made it a... like fucking three <laughs> feet long, dude. And yeah. trying to play the snake with that thing was. I don't know how I did it. Like <laughs> my ass end had to be sticking out every time I shot inside. My pack and ass had to have been sticking almost to the tape. <laughs> Just to, and then my barrel's probably a foot out of the uh, the inside. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but I mean that that was honestly some of the some of the best learning experiences and and, and just flat out fun times with so much fun. with 
true, genuine. Like I have, I've had made friends on other teams, but there, it's it's something completely different when you're on a team with your friends that you kind of you learned and grew with yeah. early on. It's being around those guys and playing with those guys. It's just. It was something special, man, and you know they're some yeah. of my best friends, and still are. And um, absolutely, it, it it's it was something special for sure. I think our age, you know, like we were both in our adolescence at that time. So I think growing up while doing this awesome thing that nobody else gets to do had a big part of it. Yeah, and you know, we called Garbers Uncle Garbers. I felt it, it was like a family. <laughs> Uncle Garbies. Uncle Garbies, man, he takes care of us. He was the yeah. best. Him yeah. and Kim. Do you remember? Um, you remember when we tried to come up with the uh, the chant? Were you with us? Were you part of that group trying to come up with shoot the Tipman chant? Shoot him up, fuck him up. Who are we? Effect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Dude, those are those are fun, man. Because you didn't have, you, you just had this kind of free willy nilly. It was, I mean, not that like we didn't have a direction, but we all had the same genuine kind of perception of the game. Of like we just yeah. wanted to get better. We knew what we had to do. We knew what we were the underdogs, and and no matter what, we just wanted to play paintball, right? Yeah, man. That's that's all I did. I, I yeah. When I wasn't playing, I was thinking about it. I was hanging I was out in the Tipman trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember going into the Tipman trailer the first time. I was like, man, I've made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you felt yeah. like you obviously we were playing for the top teams, but we were like right. it, we were. For kids coming out of Ohio, which yeah. I can't even recall, like, pro players. I can't even name a pro player from Ohio. Paul that, McCord. Was Paul from Ohio? Yeah. See, I don't – that even went over my head. Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah, so really that was it, though. I think there's you, there's Paul. Cody, uh, Cody and Drew. Drew, because Trozen uh, and them, they were all from Michigan. Yes. Yeah, most the majority of the team was from Michigan. You know, Toledo's basically Michigan. <laughs> Dude, I loved I loved the hoedowns, but I absolutely <laughs> hated because the hoedowns were obviously they were just a, a pull together of of the, the the Michigan kind of Ohio area, which was were great, man. When they were first started doing them and just started getting together and playing a bunch of paintball all weekend. It was amazing. Um, oh, yeah, just for but fun. when it came down to the Ohio-Michigan game, I was fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. And it would piss me off so much because all you Michigan fucks were cheating every time. <laughs> and I just wanted us to take one game, like, super serious and be like, look, let's fucking play this thing. Like, you Michigan assholes versus us Ohio assholes. And let's truly see, like, <laughs> on this weekend, who is the best team at this game. And oh, I yeah. feel like I would watch them cheat every single time. They had to cheat because <laughs> they couldn't win. They couldn't win, dude. I swear <laughs> to God, we were the fucking better team. I, sw- I yeah. swear. But I, I would watch them. I'm like, oh, Stevie K. Got a couple hits on your fucking pack there, buddy. God damn it. You assholes. Yeah. It was fun, man. It was, it, you know, paintball around that time, around that 2004 – 2003, 2004, like that whole area, um, it was such a great time at Future Ball, at you know, at Atomics. Like, it was it was good stuff, man. Toledo Indoor, even. 
Yeah, man, I, uh, Toledo Indoor was so fun. It's funny. Did you see Kim at ICC? I did not. She was running. She was running the photo booth. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't even recognize her. I went up and I was looking at her photos. It's like, yeah, I, I I recognize the photographer. I was like, I remember you guys at IEO were playing Young Guns, you know, twenty years ago. And Kim looks at me. She just smiles, and I, I she kind of looked familiar, but I didn't really know yeah. why. And then Menor goes up there and he's he's talking to her. He's like, yeah, that's good. Kim, Toledo Indoor. <laughs> you you gotta be kidding me. Small world. The twins are probably like fifty years old. They were there too. Really? One of them. Yeah, it was like a man. Yeah, right. <laughs> a grown man. He has children. See, it's yeah, it's so it's so crazy. It's just I loved it, man. She, it was great. She was really good to me too. Yeah. I, before I got on Tipman, I was going there. She really took care of me and kinda tried to help me as much as she could. I yep. can't gosh, I can't thank those guys enough. There's been a lot of people like throughout my paintball career. It's not that it's a career, but like through my journey that have really like, I don't think they'll ever know how much of a mark they left on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure you have that too. Mm-hmm. So I try to I, like now thinking back, I try to, I try to do that as much as I can for other people. Yeah. And paintball, you know what I mean? Like I try as, as much as I can. I'm sure I don't have as much of a profound effect that they did, but I always try to think about that whenever I'm dealing with, with new up and coming players and dude absolutely like i i owe so much to uh to eric and kim and just everybody at that indoor field you know with giving me that was my first legitimate job was yeah. being a ref at that field and have and taking care of the field and then and then him kind of taking me uh into tipman effect and kind of growing my what i really wanted to do as an adolescent with playing paintball and i mean that kept me out of trouble you know i was never really a, a big troublemaker as a kid or anything but i mean that i don't know what else i would have been doing but i'm sure right. it wouldn't have been you know uh, but just that and my best friends were playing at the time and, and working there at the same time and and how with how much they put up with yeah they're basically babysitting you we were just for them. <laughs> douches man and i you know it's i'm surprised we lasted as long as we did and I, yeah, I'm just super, super grateful for the, the, you know, how nice they were and accepting and, um, and understanding they were. Yeah, man, they were, it was great. Was, I, I hope there's, I, I hope there are field owners doing that now for kids or, or we're, we're lost. I hope them, so too. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I really hope so too. And, um, okay. So if you're still with us, I, I don't want to get off that. Well, I, I don't want to like veer off, but I just remembered now. Um, on Saturday, the clinic that I'm doing is uh, Outdoor Extreme in Hatfield, not OXCC. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm doing the clinic at Outdoor Extreme in Hatfield. So it's it's not OXCC, you dummy. <laughs> I forgive you. Ugh, I'll say it again in the ads <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> but um, so so what about this? Uh, so we have this new kind of mechanical 10 man thing that's going on. And you are a part of a group of a lot of old Tipman players um, yeah. and, and guys around the area. And uh, I kind of want to get your take on, on that and everybody's mindset. And uh, you guys are, you guys are pretty damn good. Yeah, we're, we're pretty okay. Um, actually, every single guy has played on Tipman except for one. He's uh, cut. The bulk. Yeah. So the bulk of them though, uh, Back in two, 
2012 we started Tipman again. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I think that's right when you were coming back from your hiatus. I came back in 13, in, in halfway through 13. So, yeah, 13 we were working on Garbers for the sponsorship. Or 2012 we were working on Garbers for the sponsorship because we wanted to you know, bring back some of those memories. Right. And they were introducing the crossover at that time. Um, so we were we were, we played the MSXL and we won three out of the four events, I think. And then that paid for our trip to cup and we got eighth at cup. And so the next year we jumped to uh D two seven man. And that was when the NPPL was uh still awesome. Yeah. Um and that's that's where the bulk of my team come from. So I think I've got uh three four Ohio guys and six Michigan guys. And then Farkas. Um, yes. And then Farkas. Yeah, Farkas. <laughs> Dude, Farkas is a dog in the woods, man. He is, he's crazy. Yeah. He's not real great at hyperball, but goddamn, is he sneaky. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the team's called Thunder Horse. Um, Thunder Horse? Thunder Horse. Oh, okay. At first, when it looked so, <laughs> so at uh, the ICPL, um, whenever I would hear somebody say it, I, I didn't know exactly what your guys's name was yet but all i heard was thunder whores <laughs> and i was like wait their name is thunder whores no like no no no, uh, yeah. thunder horse i was like oh okay yeah we didn't i didn't we didn't put a lot of thought into that it's hard coming up <laughs> it's with a name great dude I, <laughs> I would call it thunder whores i think it's a, I think it's a great name yeah, you, it can go either way <laughs> so yeah man and, uh, and we haven't really played much at all like we can't play local tournaments because everyone's ranked too high um big games are fun but like you know being a competitor that that competition's in you you know what i mean like you can't shake that so when tim brought the iron city classic back and you know it's open to everybody uh it was just something i kind of overlooked i was like ah the mechanical stuff sounds stupid you know i I like my i like my guns i like Mm -hmm. awesome guns you know what i mean but then I got a hold of some of these guns. I'm like, these these things are awesome. Like, this is this is great. Yeah. And it was actually Jesse. He's the one that talked us into doing the ten man stuff. He really he was really adamant. He had played with Fight Club a couple events, um, and he just said it was the funnest thing he'd ever done. So, I mean, Jesse is Jesse. He's very persuasive. He's like king <laughs> salesman. So we do it. Go to the uh, Chicago ICPL event this year. And we took second. No, third. We took third, hmm. um, which was I thought was great. You know, like we yeah. didn't even walk the fields. Most of the guys didn't have like guns. Like we had never played ten man before. So yeah, man, that was pretty cool. And I think the highlight of that game or that tournament was, uh, I think we beat you guys pretty good. Yeah, you guys shot me <laughs> right away. Yeah. I tried to make a quick bump, and I was like, oh, that's not happening. Well, I think well. You were really the only guy that we knew on that team. Uh, so we had, I think we had four guns on you. I was wearing camo. I don't know how you guys saw that. <laughs> but we were on the hyperball field, so it, <laughs> we, you know, it didn't matter. <laughs> I tried to get so low, it didn't work. That uh, was fun. Hey, man, so we got we got third there. Then uh, at the ICC, we uh, we actually we took sixth overall, but we actually only dropped two games. Uh, we lost to Image, and then we lost to the rushers we had uh tied slash loss other games mm-hmm. um but really those those were the only two uh 
I think we're going to keep going with the 10 man thing. The 10 man thing is nice because, you know, like we're all, we're all still ranked too high to play locally. We don't have to practice. You know, I think, uh, we're not going to be able to play the last ICPL event this year, but I think next year we're going to try. So they do the one in Chicago. And then at the end of the year, they do the one in Florida. Yeah. So I, it's, just, I think three tournaments a year with no practice is doable. You know what I mean? It's like, I think uh, Tim should do that. I think Tim should do. I mean, I, I understand like it's a, it's a big, a big thing. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, how actual, you know, plausible it is to be able to run that event more than once a year. But I think two two IC, ICC events a year, three, even would be awesome. I mean, it's now it's going to be tough because there's the ICPL and whatnot. But even just two of those events, I, I two of the ICCs, I think would be awesome. Because one time a year, it's so great. But man, does it suck that it's only – if you're only playing that, then it's <laughs> right. like, oh, I know. And yeah, I what is, like, people would play. It sold out in 30 minutes this yeah. year with 72 teams. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. So, you know, he's, he's got something good and I, I think you're probably right, but I, I'd be afraid to ruin it. You know what I mean? Like right yeah. now it is, it's this thing that's just, people hold up on a pedestal. It's just, yeah. you walk around, people are smiling and people are hanging out at the fields and yeah, people are getting it's, hurt. It's just something. <laughs> so many people dude i saw so many limping people and so many people walking by going oh my god <laughs> well that, it probably didn't help that half the half the players there were over 50 that's true <laughs> that is true and those goddamn mounds fields dude i don't i don't like i don't care who you are but playing a woods ball field and be having a competitor's mindset at least like myself doing bumps and all this other shit off the break is dangerous as shit dude you oh can, you yeah you can't see all the roots and all the like all of everything that's popping out you're asking for something to go <laughs> wrong every yeah. time every single oh time. yeah so yeah, i remember we yeah we went out to uh urban assault that's where the icc has held uh before the iron city classic to play a five-man event and yeah. it was the field had just recently been moved and and you know we're like urban assault it's on a mountain basically mm-hmm. so like they when they redid everything there were like these razor sharp rocks sticking Ugh. out of the mounds and i thought i was gonna die and i'm not a big fan of the mountains field anyway yeah. i've had my ha- i've hard. had my hand sliced open uh, by a, one of the yellow plastic stakes it was oh, really? sticking up out of the ground and it was Ugh. cut it, it like broke off, but it broke off as like this razor edge, and I oh no I like I went down, and I, I went down like I was going into the center of the field, and I felt something just kind of impact my hand, and I was like ah fucking look at it, and I don't know if you can see it, but it's like from oh, I don't know if you can really see it, but it's like from here all oh, yeah, the way down to there was it just luckily it didn't go too deep. But, dude, it was long as fuck. And then it was the following weekend. It was either the first or second weekend of the uh, practice weekends for the event. And that is actually when I first started to wrap my hand. Because, like, mm. during that whole thing, like, I started to wrap my hand with the uh, the athletic tape and whatnot. And then even after sure. it healed, I kept doing it. And that's that was actually the reason why I did that. That's where that came from. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look cool. <laughs> no, I never really thought it looked cool. I just was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. Why not? Screw it. I'm surprised stuff like that doesn't happen more often. 
What do you mean, just the, the... just slicing your hand opener? You know, my I guess paintball is a pretty safe sport. You really, you know, the only injuries you really see are shoulders here and there. <clears throat> yeah, well, you're slamming your body into the ground. Like you're not hitting yeah. somebody else, but that ground is not too forgiving. <laughs> yeah, <the> earth heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. That's why I definitely invest in some decent pads and. I'm a big fan of the carbon stuff, man. I it know is you're great stuff, man. A big advocate of it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's. Uh, I've never been a fan of gloves, so I get that that top, just the shirt thing. It's got all the pads in it. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was. I'm not a big fan of gloves, though. But I I went out and uh, I wore a pair of gloves for Sunday at uh, that ICC because that field was just it was pretty rock hard and rough. And there's a time when the grass starts becoming really few and far between. That's when I'll put gloves on because I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rub <laughs> my hands raw just yeah. to be. But like in the woods and stuff, I like feeling the grass and the dirt and the grit and everything. And I just I like Absolutely. that feeling. But on turf and I was like, oh, fuck that word, gloves on turf. Yeah. And Those woods fields were fun, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm but becoming also, a bigger and bigger fan of the woods. But like like this weekend is. Uh, the NXL Chicago and oh, yeah. I've been watching a little bit of that and uh, you know that I mean that brings me right back in man I would love to just I would love to play that style of play again I mean, I've only been out for a year but it, it's dude it's still in me and I just I feel like I don't know I, I, it's, it's a great format and I think some things could probably change I think some things could stay the same but it's it's so weird because teams are getting so good. They're so, so good. good. P- players yes. are getting so good that it's kind of like it's some of the best paintball that I've seen, but at times it's some of the most boring. And because it's nobody so wants technical. to make a mistake, it's so technical yeah. and everything. It's such a weird catch-22. It's like a double-edged sword that's just you don't know what you're going to get. Hey, man, I'm a fan. I watched the webcast all day today. You know, yeah. I, I took off work early. I had already had too many hours in as is, so they kicked me out. I came home and I put the webcast on. It's funny, yeah. My old lady, she lets me watch it every every month. She's like, "Oh, it's a paintball weekend again." <laughs> you know, sh- shrugs her shoulders and stomps her feet. I guess we're watching paintball all weekend, huh? <laughs> That's all right, yeah. man. It, it it understands. It's like I told uh, you know I told my wife. I'm like, look, I've been playing paintball for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. it has really become like a part of my personality of who oh, I yeah. am. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. you know, most of my friends, a good 99% of my friends are my, are from paintball. And yeah. it just kind of, I, it is who I is. I'm, you know, I'm my personality and my, my character, uh, has been built by, you know, what I've done in the yeah. paintball world. So yeah, kind of is, you is know, what it you've is. done amazing things in paintball too. It's like, like it's given you things that other people just have no idea and they don't even know they're missing out on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, and it's hard to explain to a lot of people. It is. You know, not not just it seems the game, silly. not the game itself, but like really, I mean, once you look at it, you're like, like no, I mean, it's it's a legit thing, and I just I don't think a lot of people know how le- how the legit side of it of like being a professional player like that, right. and just kind of becoming this. You know, I still don't look at myself like one of the best or most you know a, a name in the sport or whatever because i've just kind of you you get to a point where you're you're just playing 
you're, sure. you're playing and you're you're being nice you're being courteous and i'm just going like i, I want to play my best i want to i want to be everything that i can be for my team and i think just over the years eventually i've just got I've, you know have gotten known um for my obviously my speed and some moves here and there but i'm not like i haven't been the most successful player that there is or you've done or, quite but, a bit of awesome stuff though i mean i've just i've, I've <laughs> I feel like I've made a name for myself because of my uniqueness, sure, of my style yeah, of play and everything. And it's I've just fun to watch. I've never been afraid to like just. I mean, I'm sure that my coaches kind of hated it, but I've never been afraid <laughs> to like take that little bit of a risk. But I feel like that's that's what makes it fun for me, and I think that's what people like to see is that kind of spontaneous kind of what's going to happen next kind of a thing. Yeah, man, it's it's. You know, be like I know what's going on when I'm watching these podcast or these webcasts, so I kind of enjoy the technical stuff. But if you're bringing new people in, they want to see people like you. You know what I mean? Just you never know what he's gonna do. Is he gonna run? Is he gonna run to the fifty snake and bunker that guy? Or is he gonna <laughs> run to the back corner? Is he gonna run to the center fifty? Like yeah. what's going on? Yeah, I think it, it, it'd probably be better for the game if we had more than that, but it'd be a different game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like the game. I'm a fan. You know, I, I I love all formats. Yeah. I think Seven Man was above and beyond the best ever. Uh, uncapped so, semi. <laughs> uncapped. So uncapped. Real like real uncapped where people weren't fucking cheating or whatever. Or even if they want to cap it at 15, that's fine. But I I, I don't I don't like the ramping. I really I, I don't really don't like it. I don't either. And I, and I've heard you talk about this before in your podcast, so I wanted to bring it up. But in 2000. Uh, 13 or 12 12 or 13 uh, there it was uh, Virtue was actually installing a chip in everybody's gun and it went in between the micro switch and the solenoid mm. and it monitored making sure every time that micro switch that solenoid only fired one time right. so like I know people argue like if you do semi people are going to have cheater boards but we have ways around that like for, I, I think it was Virtue but they had little bluetooth screens set up on the side of the field monitoring everyone's gun mm-hmm. so like if, if you wanted to do semi you could do semi you know what I, mean? yeah. I hate it when people say people are just going to cheat like no no they aren't yeah there's ways they were doing it technology is around to do that now and i feel but i feel like we're so set in our way where it's like yeah. well the uh the the fucking ramping is the level playing field it's like no the fucking field is the level playing field yeah that's so stupid it's like not everybody and i think i've said this before not everybody can throw a perfect spiral you have right. to learn how to do that shit. And, you know, right. and, and everybody, I've, I've seen a lot of people say, well, um, and I don't want to repeat myself like I do all the time on this podcast, but, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of people say, well, you know, shooting fast isn't, isn't a skill. Like, it is one of the you're best an skills. Idiot. You're an idiot. Yes. Because if I can hold you in, like, by being able to shoot, you know, X amount of paint accurately, I was never big on shooting a fuck ton of paint, but I could shoot really quickly if i needed to very accurately and if you can do that then like because you're not going to be able to do shit against me if you're playing with your offhand and you're in semi-auto you're not going to be able to hold a lane like you could with ramping ramping everybody's everybody's equal but the, the the fact that at the pro level you have to have a ramping marker to bring everybody to the same level is utter it's a crock of shit it's yeah, a crock it's of crazy. shit. Yeah. And it, it and, frustrates me to no end. 
Yeah, and they're so embedded into that system. You know, if you take those ramping guns away from those pros, I don't know if they'll play pro caliber paintball anymore. You know what I mean? Some of the newer ones. I mean, it'll come back. It'll come back. But the thing is, you just you're. I don't know. It's it's just it's so frustrating for me to talk about. That's one of the reasons why I like the the mechanical movement so much. Yeah. You know the the it's it's a skill to shoot one of these guns. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at shooting my shocker with my right hand, and my left hand I'm not as good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, gosh, there's a there's a one of the kids on the Saber Wolves, yeah, a, either Elliot Rodriguez or Aaron, I think it's Aaron Rios. I watched some of his barrel cam footage of him with his Shocker CVO. It sounds like he's shooting 17 balls a second with this mm-hmm. thing. So, like, tell me that's not a skill. That's that's yeah. insane. Those that seems good, man. They're so good, and they're fun to watch, and they're nice guys. Yeah, we had to we had to beat them in the woods to move on to Sunday, and we just not a team did. you want to play in the woods. No, yeah. dude, and we are we the the team before. So we had two games to play to move on, and it was it was the Saber Wolves and who the fuck was the other team? But they were both like woods ball teams, and the two <laughs> yeah. games that we had to play were in the fucking woods. Oh yeah, and then the against the Saber Wolves, we got the high side. Mm-hmm. on that woods ball field which was the not so winning side right and we're like all right all right well <laughs> if we can fucking do this then we're you know we're, we're gonna sit pretty and we luckily uh the let's see the team that we they played beforehand they got a hundred percent on so oh, no. we had to like we had to win with x amount of bodies up and everything and it just it had to be this perfect storm and luckily we were able to kind of I was able to like sneak in and get a couple kills quick, and and uh, it was a it was a really good game, and we were able to, to beat them and move on. But uh, but dude, there's there's some killers in the woods. There are, yeah, and it's a totally different skill set. Yeah, we were, yeah, at, at Chicago ICPL, we were we were playing the finals in the woods. I'm not sure why, but we were losing to these teams that we thought. I think one of them was Docs Warriors, and we beat them on the hyperball field in like a minute. In yeah. a ten man game, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we go out in the woods. These dudes, they just they shot a couple of us, and they just sat, and we couldn't do anything. Yeah, you know they're they're sticking their guns through the cracks, and we can't even see them. We can't shoot them if we can't see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's fun. Yeah, and so speaking of um, like woods ball and whatnot, so Cody Sedler and possibly Farkas, they're gonna come over on Monday, and we're gonna do we're gonna watch Sunday Drivers. And, oh, no and do way. a podcast commentating over Sunday drivers. That would be great. It's going to be awesome. So we'll probably do like what I'm thinking about is I think Cody and I, because Farkas is still on the fence, but I think Cody and I are going to do this thing maybe maybe once a week that we're going to take a, a paintball DVD and we're going to tell people like um, this is what we're watching. Uh, this is going to be exactly the time when we play the video. So like, so you can. Yeah watch the video along with us and then hear our we're not going to really like commentate the video we're just going to kind of talk about the video and then give our own stories and the bullshit but that way yeah. you can kind of watch along with us and kind of hear what we're talking about but that's yeah, what we're going to do, do on monday like a, a fight companion it's like a fight companion yeah it's like a paint companion that's awesome dude that's such yeah. a good idea yeah it, it, yeah it's it's uh I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be fun. We're gonna drink a little bit and just, yeah, dude, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. And you know, watching some of those old videos, it's just 
the talent back. I don't know. I don't know, like what's changed so much, but like the talent back then, it was a different talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the styles were different, and I feel like it was more reckless, and it might have been more fun to watch. I think it probably definitely was more fun to watch, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just it's changed so much. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Just a different era, man. It's a different era, different mindset. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to come out of it. I'm glad to be a, a product <laughs> of that of that environment. Hey man, it changes you. Yeah, it changes you for the better, I think. I hope it stays around. You know, uh, I, I don't see a lot of kids playing sports in general anymore. And I think paintball might suffer a little bit from that. You know, like I remember going to tournaments when I was young and seeing a lot of kids playing there. Uh, yeah. Or not kids, but like younger guys. And now it's it's very seldom that I see younger guys. It's all 25 and up or 30 and up. Yeah, I know there's a, there's a, uh, I think uh, Mike Zapp kind of talking, we, we talked about it a little bit, is just like, what's going to happen when this, you know, when this group of paintball players, the pro players, like, drop out and, and, and retire what because they're all about happen? the same yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah, they come from that age. Yeah, like, they're not, I think, I'm 31, you're 32. 33. Oh, 33, a lot of them are mid 30s yeah can you really play at that level in your late 30s you know what i mean 40? it depends too i mean obviously if you don't have a family and you're you know or a girlfriend or, or kids or anything like that you can do whatever the fuck you want but you know i got i'm, I'm to the point and and you're to the point where it's like we got just other obligations that uh, need yeah. more attention yeah the family thing pops up and you know i never I'm glad I got paintball out of the way when I was young because I never wanted a family. And now that I have one, I can't imagine life without it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so wonderful and I can share. And my son loves paintball. I used yeah. to rock him to sleep every night watching old paintball access games. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, dude. I really hope my son, yeah, it's not that I really hope he's into it. I just, I just hope that him and I get the chance to go play together Sure. when he's old enough to play. Some, yeah, some of my best memories are father-son tournaments that I used to play with my dad. Oh, it was so fun. We actually just played a father-son tournament at Great Lakes Paintball, like I mentioned earlier, mm. uh, this summer. Nice. It, so we, we won that, but he's he's in his mid-60s. Yeah. You know, so to be able to do that, and we took a photo with our trophy back then, and we got the same photo now, and if you look at the difference, it's like I look like him then, <laughs> and he looks like his dad you know when yeah. i was young yeah. it's so crazy and i hope i could do that with my son when when he's of age yeah it's a good thing man it's, the it, torch. it's a good thing and I, I i think paintball is a great character builder um there's not so many head injuries and everything like a lot of the yeah. other sports out there and yeah, you know man. i if yeah i think i've said this before too but i'm not the biggest fan of letting my kid play football um yeah man it's scary just, just growing minds dude and just watching them get smashed together it's heartbreaking but uh you know it's just a, it is what it is and you know i'm gonna i'm whatever he wants to do you know it's cool just to see him grow and learn and sure. interact is, is fun and whatever direction he wants to take dude i'm i'm all about it. that's what i'm here to do that's what a father's supposed to be okay yeah, man you just gotta spread some kindling on that fire yeah feed that passion whatever it is well dude on that note um thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it dude 
No, thank you, Carl. It's been fun. Yeah, I get to talk about the team a little bit. Get to talk to you, an old friend, a little yeah. bit. You know, how long has it been? <laughs> Fucking forever, man. It's, it's crazy, yeah. too, because, uh, you know, we we do know each other but it's like we live on just the separate sides of the state but it's, it's so tough to get <laughs> I, I, I do want to get down to level up and, and have us all get together and maybe maybe what we can do is get everybody down and not necessarily do a hoedown but just do like a, a just a day of or even a weekend for Matt see if I see if we can do something like that where we can camp out there for the weekend and sure. we can all play together and you know Jesse Farkas code like get everybody back down there and just just have fun together not necessarily yeah, man, get crazy wild, but just be down there, just, just play like semi-somewhat serious paintball just to kind of get back into the thing of it. Just, to, I mean, because obviously what I want to do is also represent ourselves in a certain way because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people coming in there because a lot of people go to Dave's Field. So it's like, I don't want to act like an idiot and sure. get crazy like the old hoedowns used to be. But it's, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it, there's something about just getting together and just playing a decent paintball. That just just gets me going, man. Yeah, fun with friends. That's what we're in fun it for, right? The fun yeah. squad. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much. I I am truly grateful for uh, for friends like yourself and uh, yeah, man, to being able to kind of get to know you guys and 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 having a very similar experience coming up and uh, in this whole crazy world of paintball. But uh, but thank you, and I hope to talk to you and keep talking to you as this whole ten man and mechanical thing blows up and uh we'll see each other on the field again sure bud yeah thanks so much carl no problem man take care of yourself you too bud later see ya thank you so much nick for sitting down and chatting with me had a great time and uh we will we'll see you soon i know we'll talk to you soon but uh but yeah that's it's cool talking to a guy who kind of came, came up through the same camp and uh has a different story and uh, a different path. It's uh, it's really interesting to see. So, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Charm City Paintball. Like I said, guys, he has new headbands out right now, Louis Vuitton and Gucci, and uh, they're all authentic fabrics, all heavy duty, nice nice weighted material, and great fit, great quality. Can't say enough nice things about this guy. Uh, but check him out, Charm City Paintball on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we are also brought to you by Melovio, Melovio, CBD company that is, everything's locally made by them. All they sell is Melovio product. So make sure you guys check them out. Check out the Honey, uh, the PTSD Help for Veterans program going on. They have all the information on their website, uh, all kinds of product as well. And remember guys, if you type in capital T-P-O-P, at checkout, you will get 15% off all product. That's Melovio, M-E-L-L-O-V-E-O dot com. Thanks, guys. Uh, also, a big thank you to Push Paintball, uh, Brian and Chris over there. They are uh, killing it in the goggle game, as well as all the bags. They're coming out with a new product all the time, and it's it's great stuff, man. It, you can see some of their some of their gear on the high high talented players out there and if uh, if you take a look they have velcro numbers you can put on your bags they have the big zippers that's believe it's all water water resistant too I should probably look into it but I mean I just I don't get that bag dirty I have a push duffel bag I just I don't get it dirty clean clothes only and uh, and their new goggle too I have been uh, I've, I've used that 
one time and I have been convinced that it's one of the best goggles and uh, it's crazy. It's super heavy duty and looks like it could take a beating so we'll uh, we'll put it through the ringer and see what happens but thank you to uh, push and thank you to you guys for out there listening and clicking on uh, on on the playing on podcast you know every couple weeks and I know I gotta get more out I apologize for the time in between but um, but thank you so much for being patient thank you for listening and uh, you know everything everything that you guys have and you come back with is is, is, is great and um, it's it's cool to see the community coming out and you know I get stories all the time of guys you know saying that I help motivate them get them back into the sport and just overall even in in life and it really means a lot for uh, for people to say that and and uh, just to come up and acknowledge the podcast is really really cool so I, I really thank you guys for listening and uh, to continue listening it's been uh, it's been a cool journey and I, I really plan on keeping it going so uh, make sure you guys also do not text and drive keep your eyes on the road listen to podcasts and we will see here we will see here doop doop it's er, it's still early. It's it's still before seven, so I, I have <laughs> I have I have an excuse to be able to uh, mess up a little bit. But uh, but thank you guys for listening, and we will see you here. Oh my god, I can't get through this. Hang on one second. It's not even like a tagline. It's just something that I've always said. It's not like I have to say it, but I feel like I I kind of have to say it a little bit. And I'm in my own head way too much. We'll see you guys here again soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace!